the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T dot com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. I'm so glad that you're listening today, and I want to make sure that you remind yourself and friends to go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. We have lots of things there for you. And thank you for encouraging your friends to listen to the podcasts. And I want to make sure that you know that my book is now out, that you've heard me be talking about for maybe a year now, and that's Wars to Peace, Helping Relationships you know, not go nuclear. And so I want you to take advantage of that. It's on Amazon. You can download it as a, um, just as, you know, on online, or you can get the book itself. And I'm also starting to work on doing it as a audible book. So that I'll let you know when that all comes out. So I'm wanting you to think about as we're going in, as we're doing Christmas and going into New Year's, I want you to think about how can I be a gift to the world? See, if, if you have children, right, you know what a gift they are and how exciting it was anticipating that gift and what that gift meant to you. And so I want us to really be a gift to the world, just as Jesus has been, the greatest gift of all times. So I want you to ask yourself, what kind of a gift would you like to be? Have you ever thought of that? What would you want to be if, if someone said, you know, I'm going to go buy a Cynthia, what would that gift be like? Well, maybe it wouldn't be great. <laughs> maybe there would be some weird things that came with it. Maybe it would need batteries or not at all need batteries, right? So I want you to think about what kind of a gift do you want to be? Because that's what's, what's going into the new year, this entire new year. So what's the gift you want to give to the world? Is it one that brings laughter? How about the gift of 
acceptance? What about the gift of commitment? How about the gift of endurance and hard work? Maybe the gift of kindness? Especially when it's undeserved. See, we all have gifts, and we talked about that in last week's show when we, when we went through the Myers-Briggs, and recognizing that we all have, you know, just gifts that God has placed in our DNA that are intended to help the world, to love the world, to help direct the world in a healthier, kinder, gentler way of living. And so we want to make sure that we're being that kind of a gift. And I, I really practice being a gift that keeps giving, not in a negative way, but that I really make sure I take care of myself so that I can really be the gift that God has established me to be. You know, I don't always hit the mark. <laughs> Sometimes, in fact, I completely miss the mark. It's, an, it's like a misshoot. It's like it doesn't even happen. So I still want to get back on board, though. So I want to make sure that I'm saying to myself, it doesn't mean that if I fail, I quit. If I fail, I simply get up, start over, and know that because I'm placed in time, I have time. I can redo things. I can undo things if I need to. And I can work on helping the new year have a great platform instead of going into it with a bunch of past garbage. I can say to myself, that year is over. And when, when I talk to people about this issue of time, I remind them that God is timeless. But we are in time, and God did that for a reason. It wasn't to harm us. It was to give us a chance, okay? Because we are not perfect people. So he's giving us time to undo and redo things, right? So that we can understand that we're participating in our own life and that we are wanting to be that best version of us, that we're taking responsibility for us. And so going into the new year, I want us to really do that. I want to purpose ourselves to be the person God created us to be and not to hate ourselves anymore, not to judge ourselves, not to be mad at ourselves, not to be disgusted with ourselves, but to recognize that we are imperfect people with great gifts and talents, amazing things that humans are able and capable of doing if they put their mind to it, and the choices that we can make and that we can undo if it was a bad choice. So I want you to think about the gift of laughter and the gift of acceptance. What about the gift of commitment? See, commitment's a tough one if I'm going into the new year. That's a tough one because maybe I am going to be, you know, brought things that I don't want to commit to. Maybe I don't even want to commit to myself. Maybe I don't want to commit to my spouse or my family, my job. Maybe I don't want to commit to God anymore. See, this is a gift that we give people. So the gifts that we're bringing into the new year are going to stay with us. And they will be part of the construction of the next year. So when we think about gifts, what about patience? Humility? Are you a humble person? 
See, humble person or being, you know, being a person with humility doesn't mean humiliation. It means that I am brave enough to take responsibility for what I do. I'm brave enough to say, that's my bad. I shouldn't have said that, or I shouldn't have done it that way, or I'm sorry. I missed it. I didn't show up. And the more that I'm willing to accept those things, the stronger I become as a person. The healthier I become as a person, the more adult-like I become as a person, the safer I then become for other people. So when we think about this, are we going to be willing to still be like little children and have wonder, to see the world with wonder, and to be curious, and like we said, accepting? Maybe we need to work on joy. Have you been so beaten up these last couple of years that you just can't even think positively? You're just like, I just hope the day ends today and I get a paycheck. So maybe you need to let joy and wonder enter into your life. And one of the ways that I find the ability to have wonder is just looking at the stars. The sun that keeps really showing up every day for us without us having to tell it or pay it, right? And this is where I want you to think about, wow, what do I have? What What is wonder? Well, what about your kids? I look at our cat, our sweet little cat that now loves my husband more than me, I have to tell you, because he has these big man hands that pet her so well and I have fingernails. <laughs> so apparently he's now, you know, the favorite. Well, he really is cute with her. And it's wonderful. And so this is where we want to say, wow, God's creation is phenomenal. Look at the things that he makes. Look at the things he accepts and doesn't want to tolerate but accepts anyways. I wonder if it would be like a gift, you know, if you could maybe say no. Maybe we need the gift of no. I mean, that's a tough one. So I want to make sure that you listen to the last podcast that we talked about the Myers-Briggs and understand who are the, are, who's the community of humans that has trouble saying no. Well, I'm one of them, intuitives. Intuitives, yeah, they don't like to say no because we can always think we can readjust something, fix it, morph it into something else, and be able to do it. We don't like to say that's not going to work. And so this is what we want to think about the word no. And if you struggle with the word no, I want you to go into the podcast, your favorite podcast server, and look up Making No My Best Friend. It's one of the most powerful shows that I've written in, for me. It helped me to really say no. I need to say no. And sometimes no is the greatest gift of love you could give to someone. How about, what about not giving things like our opinions all the time? Our judgments, our frustrations. How about the unwillingness to participate? Are you one of those people that just goes, no, I'll watch. I don't really want to join in. So you sit there while the rest of the group is doing something. Maybe even criticize what they're doing. While they're in there having a great time. So I want you to think about this. Judgments, opinions, frustrations, you know, I think a very good gift I can give is to resist assumptions. A great gift that I can give to the world is not judging. 
a great gift that I could give to the world is maybe being willing to hear their side of the story. Maybe it's not true. Maybe they're making it up. Maybe they've embellished it. I don't know. But am I willing to just listen? How about not doing the family gossip? There's going to be a lot of that at Christmas. Do I want to bring that into the new year too? All that family gossip. Can't I maybe commit to learning a healthier way to interact with people and do relationships than just taking the easy approach and kind of feeling close to the person because we're gossiping? Now, gossip, man, it is a tough one to say no to. It gives us such this feeling of connection, but it weakens trust. It weakens emotional safety, and it really weakens and kind of destroys true intimacy. So gossip is a, is a tough one, especially when you're with people, you know, during the Christmas and New Year's time, where it's tough to even know what to talk about. So I'm really glad that you're listening. We have another segment. This is Cynthia Hyde with Conversations with Cynthia. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you so much for joining joining in today and really letting your friends and family know about this and all the different impact that you are making in your world. And I also want to thank you for the feedback that you give to me. And this is the Christmas and New Year's time. And so, you know, Christmas is tough. It's wonderful and awesome. And New Year's always kind of brings you this feeling of, oh my gosh, did I do everything I should have in the last year? Is last year just a wash? Do I just want to ignore last year or do I love last year so much I don't want a new year? So I want you to think about the fact that time kind of dictates for us many things. And we need to take advantage of it and let time help us. So when we're thinking about this, and we're talking about being a gift. And so Christmas and New Year's is that you know time of year where we are really gifting one another. We are reconnecting with people. And then we are also looking into the future and what does next year bring. So when you think about gift giving, I want you to think about the emotional gifts that you're giving to people. I want you to think of the relational gifts that you're giving to people because I want them to go forward into the new year. And so we, we kind of left off in, in the last show as, you know, gossip and what a counterfeit way of having intimacy. And gossip really feels good while we're doing it, and then we feel kind of bad when we leave. Because who knows? Maybe they're gossiping about us, the next group of people that they're talking to. So we want, we want to be very careful that we don't use gossip as a form of intimacy. And see, I'm considering that maybe the greatest gift we could give ourselves and others is forgiveness. Can you imagine what it would feel like to go into the new year forgiven? Totally forgiven. So are you going to shut that door and say, that time is over? If I want to go back into it, it really doesn't exist. It only exists in my mind. That time, that year is dead. 
It's not going to ever occur again. So I want to think about what did I learn from that year so that I can make this year better so that when the next year happens, I'm not lamenting about this year because I messed it up. See, I have time to prepare. I have time to actually make decisions that are going to last a lifetime. So what if we think about this? Why don't you consider the greatest gift that you could give to others is forgiveness? What do you need to forgive them for? So that you can start the year free, open, and clear. And forgiveness, remember, it's, such, it's so interesting. Forgiveness does not mean acceptance. If I have to forgive someone, it means they did something wrong. They hurt my feelings. Whatever it was that they, they have done, stole from me, maligned me. I, I don't know what it is. Ignored me. But you see, the greatest gift that I could give is moving forward and forgiving that person so I don't take that dead weight into the new year. It might be the greatest gift you could give your family, friends, and coworkers, and spouse, and everybody. It's, it's just giving them a break, a break from being perfect, a break from overspending, you know, because, wow, I didn't, you know, didn't catch on to your birthday, so now it's a couple months late, but I wanted to give it to you anyways, you know, or overspending on gifts because I don't want to talk to that person, and I don't like that person, and so I'm going to give them a bigger gift than I otherwise would because I'm trying to get them to just be happy with the gift. How about, you know, too much food? So another great gift that we make for this new year is making it realistic, having realistic New Year's resolutions versus refusing to entertain resolutions because we always fail. You know, that we say, well, I'm not going to do resolutions because I never do it. See, resolutions are forecasting. Their future forecasting, it, it creates that neural net in your brain that your brain goes, oh, that's where they want to go. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to make that happen for them. I'm going to help them. And we've talked so much on this show about neural nets and that you want to say to yourself, hey, New Year's resolutions versus refusing to entertain resolutions because we fail. We don't want to do that. We want to say, hey, I have a new year. This is a big gift, isn't it? I made it to the next year. Maybe you didn't want to. I understand. I've felt that way before myself. Maybe you didn't want to make it to the next year. And so maybe you have to say, well, I guess I made it. So there must be a reason. Maybe God still is working through me. Maybe God is wanting to better my life if I will let him. Maybe I need to change some things. Maybe I need to talk to somebody about it. Maybe I need to forgive myself. And this is one of the greatest gifts we could give, is self-forgiveness. And so I want you to consider giving gifts of challenges to yourself for Christmas, for New Year's, and to resolve to stick with them. What needs to die in order for you to live? That book is on Amazon. You can read it. it. That book was monumental in my life when I wrote it. It was painful. But it is so helpful. And so I want you to give yourself this gift of what has to die in me. What do I have to let go of in me so I can live? 
And this is why when we are going through this, maybe in doing it, we'll find that we're making resolutions that others want me to be mastering instead of me making resolutions or changes that really originally fit me. And so I want you to believe that you can do these things. I want you to be a cheerleader for yourself. I want you to be a soft place for you to rest, to heal, and try again. And so remember that quote from Hamlet, to thy own self be true. To thine own self be true. What does that mean? It means being true to yourself. So don't engage in self-deception. You're going to really muddy the waters inside of you. Because remember, your brain will make a neural net for whatever it is that you think on. And remember that Bible verse we've talked about, for as a man thinketh within, so he is. See, God knows how he designed us. So we want to say to ourselves, I need to practice these things. I need to be truthful, at least to myself. And see, when I'm truthful to myself, and I work on that inside of myself, and I work on saying I need to forgive myself because I messed up and I hate what I did, and I'd rather hate myself than accept myself and learn from it. So this new year, you are wanting to learn from these things. You want to say, last year isn't a wash. Last year helped me do so many things differently and bring so many good things into my new year. I can learn from last year and create a better year for myself. So be a gift. When God created you, he saw you as a gift. A gift to himself, a gift to the world, and he was glad that he made you. Even though he's able to see all the way to the end, he still believes in his creation, and you are a part of his creation. So this is where we want to consider owning ourselves, committing to ourselves, saying, hey, I am alive for a reason. So I'm very thankful that you listened, and I want to make sure you listen to the next show as well. We're talking more about New Year's. And the gift that we want to keep on giving. Have a great day. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and thank you so much for joining in today and listening and applying some of the things that you're hearing. And I really want you to really recognize how grateful God is that he made you and how happy he is that he made you. And I know that's hard to hear because we're not always happy with ourselves. I'm certainly not. And I've had to really work hard on not being my own worst enemy. And so going into the new year, I want you to think about what are some of these things I might want to commit to. And so I'm going to like just tell you that when I come around Christmas, I think of a Christmas kind of wish that I want for the next year. So I'm going to let you know what my Christmas wish is for 2023. And I want you to think about, you know, we, many of us are celebrating the birth of Christ. And we want to trust also that God is birthing new life into us, right? So this is why this Christmas, that, that date is so important, because it ushers in the new year. 
it tells us that there is something new that has been created. And that's what we want to think about with Christmas. So I want you to trust the birthing process that God is doing in you and what he is bringing into this next year that only you can do. Only you can do. See, I remind people, nobody can succeed like I can and nobody can fail like I can. (laughs) They're all unique to me. And I can work on how well I do or how bad it goes. So I have choice in how I show up to each and every day. So I want you to think about this, this birthing new life into us, into all aspects of our lives that God tells us in John 10, 10, that the thief comes only, only. Now that's, you see, nobody talks about that word. And that is, it really caught me just this, this year that this verse says the thief comes only to steal, steal and kill and destroy. He has no other plan, no other game plan. He only comes to kill, to steal, destroy. And God says, but I've come that they may have life and have it abundantly. See, the enemy of our soul can only do three things, steal, steal, kill, and destroy. But God can do all kinds of things. So let us take heart with this. Let us believe that he has not only given us life, but will give it also in abundance. Remember, we are alive because he breathed life into us. That's amazing, isn't it? We're alive for a reason. He breathed life into us. Not only does this very life breath live within us, it can, it can and will do immeasurably more than we could ever hope for or imagine according to the power at work within us. Think about that saying. This is Ephesians 3.20. It says, he breathed life into us and that life that's in us, he says, this is what it can do. It can do immeasurably more than we, than I, than you could ever hope for or imagine according to the power at work within us. See, that's our own personal power mixed with God's power. And it's amazing. So for this year, I want us to really recognize this ever-present power is the abundant life of Christ. He's living in us. He will never leave us and never forsake us. That We're not to be afraid or discouraged. And so this ever-present power is that abundant life of Christ. And for this year, we want to believe that God can undo and redo what the enemy has done. Now, the enemy may be you. So there's some things, you know, in this last year that I really was the enemy of my own soul. I did it to me. And so God is saying to me, I can undo it and redo it. I can make it better than it ever was. I have that ability. And so I can go to God really honestly and without shame and say, God, you saw all of it. You saw the words that I used, the behaviors that I did, the thoughts that I had. You saw all of that. And you are undoing and redoing for me so that I have this new year that is a blank slate, 
other than what you planned. And I can go into that new year knowing that the last year is done. And it's dead. And the only thing it can offer me is either condemnation or a way to not want to do it. I can say, hey, I don't have to repeat that. I learned it. I did it last year. I don't want to do it again. So I learned. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the last segment as we talk more about this idea of the new year and doing it abundantly. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining me. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. And like with every show I do, I always want to encourage you to go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. There's all kinds of things there for you to take advantage of. And there are so many podcasts. You can go to your favorite podcast server. I think they told me I have 500 now podcasts. That's just crazy. And so I'm also you know, putting out another new book, and it is now out on Amazon, and it's Wars to Peace, Keeping Relationships from Going Nuclear. So that one is finished. There's also another one that I think I referred to in the last show that says, God wants you truly living, not walking dead. Now, that's a tough book to read, I have to tell you. But it really revolutionized my life, and it helped me to understand that God really wants me living. He's doing everything he can possibly do to cause me to live. Now, I know that you know people that are really mistreating their bodies, and they're still alive. I want you to understand that's God. He's taking advantage of time. He's wanting us to take advantage of time. So he's wanting us to be truly living, not walking dead, not just going through the motions, not just, you know, doing what the next thing is the easiest thing to do, following or, you know, other people in front of us, we really want to say, hey, I have one life. And I don't have to, you know, do big, huge, you know, things that maybe other people do, like Elon Musk or something, right? I need to do what's big for me. Because God's the one that understands me more than anything. And I'm really only answering to him. So I want you to think about this idea that we were talking about in the last segment, last show, actually, last week, about this idea of God wanting to do immeasurably more than we could ever hope for or imagine. And that's according to the power that he is that's working within us. And so we want to really focus on this year, saying, I'm going to believe that God can undo and redo what I have done, what the enemy of my soul has done, what somebody else has done to me as well as knowing that God is thwarting ongoing attempts to kill, steal, and destroy from me. And that could be, again, the enemy of my soul. It could be friends, family, neighbors. It could be teachers. It could be bosses. It could be whoever. And they may not even know that they are killing, stealing, and destroying parts of your life. They may be that oblivious to the way they live their life. So you want to understand that he's doing new things. So I want you to really take hold of this year and think about, why do I have another year? Why am I still here? So when we think about 
this idea, right, of being a gift to the world, that we are sending that Christmas gift into this next year. And we talked about this idea of considering that the greatest gift we could give might just be ourselves. And giving parts of us, pieces of us that they don't have. So maybe it's talents that you have that will help that person that they don't have that talent. Maybe it's just listening. Maybe it's just loving. Maybe it's laughing with them. Maybe it's, you know, like patching them up when they get really beat up in a relationship. And not just siding with the other person or with that person, but really being able to say, hey, how can I help you learn from this so that your next relationship will be the one that you want? What could you do? And say to them, I want you to have good relationships. I don't want this to keep happening to you over and over again. And I I got your back. I'm with you. I'm with you this year. Because I don't want you to stop trying doing relationships. So this is where we really can say, hey, I'm going into this year, this next year, ready. I don't know what's in the next year. I have no idea. I don't even know if New Year's Day will come, right? But what we want to do is make sure that we are not thwarting God's plans. We're not getting in the way of our own self. That we are accepting the fact that I am a unique individual that occurs only in one time. I'm a one-time occurring person. And if I take that seriously, then I realize that regardless of whether I know God really well, whether I even believe in him or not, this is the way he made the universe. So I can either be a gift for the universe or I can be a drag, right? I can be a menace. I can be a blight. So what I'm wanting you to think about is whether or not the world is showing you that you're important or have power. It's not something that the world gets to do. It's you showing up in your life and you doing you. And if you have to undo and redo some things, that's human. We all do that. So when we think about this, I want you to understand that this kind of time, this New Year's and Christmas, it can be insufferable, right? So we can bring some joy back to it by having realistic expectations. Because remind yourself, the more you think on these things that are bothering you, worrying you, that you're doing, doing the coulda, shoulda, woulda, if only then to yourself over the holidays or, or you know, what you're doing for New Year's or what happens on New Year's, I want you to recognize that this is stressful on the brain. And remember, it triggers the amygdala to attack. So it's going to put you in a defensive posture if you are judging yourself. And so anxiety and panic attacks occur when the environment or the emotional stressors convince your amygdala that you're in danger. You need to be able to talk yourself down. And I want you to think about that, that this is something I want you to practice in this upcoming year. I want you to be able to say, you know, I could go into this year and having control over my body, over my mind, over my brain, over my heart, over my words. I can be that person that is safe because I'm a good driver of me. 
So we have to make sure that we plan ahead. See, knowing you're in for a psychological like arm wrestle can protect you from unrealistic expectations. Like this time things this time things will be different. Or or going back in the past and using that experience as a guide and needing to say, "Wow, I learned that last year. I'm not doing that this year." And so we have to also know our triggers. What are the things that that you know kind of set you off and steal your identity, steal your uniqueness from you? All of a sudden, you're now a guarded person and you're walled off. So what are your triggers? It could be people, could be smells, could be sights, sounds, the tone of voice, foods, alcohol, emotional intensity, whatever it is. You need to say to yourself, if I get triggered when I see that person, I need to remind myself that I can use my body to control my mind. So I can take a deep breath. I can relax my shoulders. I can say God is with me. I don't have to do anything here. I don't have to change anything. I'm showing up because I want to be the person God's called me to be. I can leave at any time. So what are other things that trigger anger from you? Like, I'm always stuck watching kids, you know, at the New Year's party. Or I have to tolerate so-and-so drinking at the New Year's party. Or what about they never bring anything, right? Or they brought five of their friends that we don't even know. So what are the things that trigger you? That I'm showing up and everybody else is lazy? Or they're acting out? Understand what causes you to want to back up, to get resentful, okay? How about this idea of not being seen? Going to a family event and everybody's asking about everybody else and nobody's interested in you. And you're just sitting there thinking, okay, I guess I'm like a lump on a log. Nobody even cares that I'm here, so why am I here? And then if I leave, I get in trouble and everybody's mad at me, right? (laughs) So (laughs) this is like common in families. So you want to say to yourself, I'm showing up for my own reasons. I'm not trying to show up to get something from these people. I'm doing this because it's the right thing to do. I'm respecting the idea of family. I may not respect everyone in my family. So I can excuse myself. I can take a walk. For me, lots of times, I'll I'll, I'll go run all the errands. I'll say, oh, I need to go to the grocery store and get more of this. I'll go. I'll do it. And so it's really understanding that I can calm me. I can stretch my arms over my head, release some tension, close my eyes, call a friend or text someone and say, I just have to complain for a minute so I can get myself in order, so I can calm myself. And then really understanding that, that, and thanking God for the gift of time. He gives us time to enjoy life, to fix our life, to grow up, to experiment. He also gives the gift of time so that you may come to know him. Don't you want to know your children? Every, every parent wants to know their kids. How about your pets? Do you want to know your pets? Do you want to know your neighbors? Well, we can only begin to know things about people, about God, about ourselves, if we have time. So will I take time to actually get to know people 
and not make all those judgments about them and not assume things, but really say, I'm going to make this be an edict for me going into the new year. Then I'm not going to judge people until I have more information. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to give people the benefit of the doubt. If I find that they are resentful, harmful, nasty, abusive people, I'm an adult. I can leave at any time. I don't have to try to change them. So I want you to be able to celebrate this idea of the new year and know that God is birthing new things in us. And that when he talks about this idea, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, that God wants to give us life abundantly. Take this to heart. Recognize he'll do immeasurably more than we could ever hope for or imagine. And that the ever-present power is the abundant life of Christ. So let's believe that God can undo and redo what the enemy has done, even if that enemy is me, as well as thwart ongoing attempts to kill, steal, and destroy my life. I don't want to do that. I don't want to kill the wrong things. I don't want to steal from myself or others. I don't want to destroy things because I don't understand them. So let us continually trust that God is always doing a birthing process, and that means in us. He's always doing new things if we will let him. And I'm excited for you in this year. And I know that you are going into this year better than last year. And that you have learned things. You've taken new, new things on. You've grown more. And I know that you care and love deeply. And I don't want you to stop doing that. I want you to recognize that people, humans, are always a risk. They're always a risk. But they are very important to risk on. They are very valuable. And I want you to take the risk of knowing yourself, knowing people. And not judging them before you have enough information, but really giving yourself the opportunity to experience them. Find out what's the aroma that they leave behind. Is this someone you can be truly deeply committed to, or is this someone you can just be kind to, nice to? You know, not someone that that harms them or hurts them or disrupts them, but just simply a very, very helpful, kind bystander. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you so much for joining in today. Make sure again that you check out the website and I will talk to you next week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. 
please take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.